0: What are your uh, warm-ups when you sing?
1: I go me 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 me.
0: Okay. My turn. Okay. Uh... <laughs> what did you? I'm I sorry, sound like I an... interrupted. I interrupted. I sound like an angel. I definitely told you this, but when I was wrangling at the MMVAs and I was outside BB Rex's room, I'd, all I could hear was her doing vocal warm-ups, and I was very intrigued. Was she good at them? Yeah, she was. And then um, what's that band with Nick Lachey? Six Degrees. What are they called?
1: 68 Degrees. 98 Degrees. 98. Oh,
0: we were so close.
1: Yeah, we were. We just needed to add like 30. Agreed. I said 68. So I was, I'm 30 degrees lower than I needed to be.
0: <laughs> he was next door. And then Ashley Simpson was coming to visit him.
1: Why were you asking about his band name?
0: Because the band, 98 Degrees was performing at the MMBAs. So then they were next door to BB Rexa when she was warming up her voice. And then next door, I was like, I was just standing outside because I had to wait there for my boy, um, Brett Kissel. Then I see Ashley Simpson walk into the 98 degrees room and I was just like, seems like I can finally rest my head on something real. That's how I felt.
1: And what does she think about you uh, saying that to her?
0: nothing because I sang it in my head but her and I did have a really hilarious encounter when she showed up at the wrong after party after the MMBAs when I went to Horseshoe Tavern with the rest of the staff of the MMBAs I go to the bar Ashley Simpson is standing right next to me at the bar she literally looks around so confused she's like I don't think I'm supposed to be here <laughs> and I was like why I'm standing next to you don't I look like I'm don't you look like you're in the right company?" I love that she
1: realized she probably wasn't meant to be there when you stood next to her.
0: That is so rude.
1: I'm just saying that's how the story went. That's what I heard from the story. <laughs> okay. So
0: Okay, I should probably, to make myself look a little bit better, she wasn't looking at me being like, oh, I don't think I'm supposed to be here. She, I was standing next to her. She was ordering a drink from the bar. I was ordering a drink. She's like looking around like- also, it's Horseshoe Tavern. I'm sure she was supposed to be somewhere so much more bougie. And she's like,
1: uh... That's just like a peek behind the curtain of what a celebrity might be like. And I'm I'm just kind of like, girl, what? Horseshoe Tavern's not good enough for you?
0: I know, I know. And actually, there were other people there. Like, Arkell's was chilling at Horseshoe. July Talk, Lights.
1: For any listeners who don't know, MMVAs stands for Much Music Video Awards man, those were fun. Like I loved, I loved the MMBAs when they were on.
0: Me too. Because that was kind of like Toronto spot. Cause like I remember being in high school and literally coming to Toronto to go outside the Queen building, 299 <laughs> Queen Street West, just to see the celebs. Like I was like 15, 16. I remember, I remember even being 18 and like I went downtown to like go see Kylie and Kendall Jenner host the um, MMBAs. and then I And then I worked them for like three years just as a wrangler but it was it was fun to be like behind the scenes percy
1: buns how are you doing
0: i'm actually doing really well yeah you had a good day yeah i did have a good day (laughs) no i did i did we can't
1: can't say anything further but we might be able to give everyone a little surprise um when the time comes
0: how are you doing what's
1: that um i'm doing okay feel a little overworked today
0: yeah i can i can sense it
1: yeah is it, is it bad? Like, how am I uh, showing that?
0: No, it's not bad, but like, I just, I know you so well that I can like, I know your face so well and I know your eyes so well, and I know your lips so well. And Mm. I know everything about you that I can sense when you're, I can sense when my baby's
1: tired. My baby's a little tired. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to need a foot massage tonight.
0: Okay. (laughs)
1: put your foot put your foot to the camera how I like my foot massages
0: put your foot to the camera oh my god ew don't do that what the hell
1: what What the hell is wrong with my feet they're beautiful look at these
0: okay if the girl on girl audience wants to know I'm not a foot person never Mm. have been never will be but like I'll massage a foot if it's there
1: yeah (laughs) Not yours. I'm sorry. Hold on. So you would massage a foot if it was there. Meaning if there was a foot in front of you, you'd massage it. But if my foot was there, you would not massage.
0: Cause like it's, oh no, now we're going to get into a fight. Honestly,
1: my feet are a little gnarly. Like I, I actually kind of get it. Gnarly? I just like run a lot. And so they're kind of like blistered and and rough. I try to scrape them. You guys know like the foot scraper? <laughs> I I know you guys know what I'm talking about. The foot scrapers.
0: Yeah, we do. So anyway, Sarah. anyway, <laughs>
1: Persis. Uh, I'm just going to keep scraping until one day you do. <laughs> I don't just like that. Imagine like all like what's left on the scraper after. Sarah, <laughs> that's,
0: that is so gross. Do not. Okay, fine. I don't care how much you love someone. I don't. I'm not going to leave my <laughs> scrapes. from my foot around you
1: listen did I ever say I was gonna leave the scrapes no I said I scrape 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 and then discard just so that my feet can be smooth and beautiful for you and it's just it'll just never be enough that's all I got I I don't know if I'm ever gonna get over this to be honest
0: I'm sorry I'm sorry
1: yeah so am I let's
0: continue with
1: the episode (laughs)
0: Okay, Sarah, what are we going to talk about today?
1: So today we're going to talk about how to date when you ain't straight, which is a great topic because truthfully, we don't even know how to date when you is straight, if you know what I'm saying.
0: This one's going to be fun because I feel like there's different ways we can take this. Listen, any of the advice Sarah and I could maybe give you, the queer perspective and the straight perspective, obviously, if you guys know Girl on Girl at all and you've arrived at episode 13. Lucky number 13. Yes, ex- very lucky.
1: Uh, I'm so lucky to know you. Me too. Aww.
0: Let's get into our own dating journeys. I'm going to talk about how to know if a girl is into me. How do I know if I'm into a girl? Sarah's going to know. So, I mean, <laughs> that actually worked. Sarah's going to know. But also, Sarah's <laughs> going to get into how do I know if a straight man is into me? How do we know if Sarah's into a straight man? We're going to hit a lot of bunch of topics today and it's just going to be fun. It's going to be a fun epi.
1: Epi! Yes. I don't know why I yelled it, but can't wait. Can't wait to dive in.
0: And I'm about to dive in. I do have a video on my channel called how to know if a girl is into you. But I find as from my perspective as a very feminine gay woman, that can be really really difficult. And I've had struggles with that in knowing like is this girl into me, is she only like interested in like the attention I'm giving her, but she's not actually, she doesn't actually have feelings. She just likes, likes that validation. It's, it's really hard to tell sometimes unless you're being like so obvious and it escalates, but it's kind of like, what if you go out to a bar, Sarah? Like what if you and I go to a bar, you know, and I'm just like, we don't have to, what if I don't want to go to a gay bar? You and I don't always go to gay bars, right? What if we just go to a regular bar? I see a cute girl and I'm like, How do I know if she's into me? Yeah.
1: It's tough. It's been like your biggest struggle and well, not your biggest. (laughs) It's not like your biggest life struggle. But it's definitely a big struggle for you, especially because you're attracted to femme presenting women. And femme presenting queer girls are typically attracted to you. Like it's it's mutual, but then a lot of times a femme presenting girl will say she's attracted to you and start things up, but like really she just wants to be with men or whatever it is. So it's hard to tell.
0: No, it's, it is hard to tell. And I feel like my dating experiences have, I mean, I learned something from every single person who I've gone out with. And like, I honestly really think like it, whatever's meant to work for you will, and it comes for you at the right time. But my perspective is like, I'm trying to think like there's only been I mean, obviously we're in pandemic times right now. So like, I'm not going out to bars, obviously. 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 But I've only ever met a queer woman at a bar one time where it, like we had hit it off. And this was back in 2019. Other times, it's been more in real life situations where I knew the person. Maybe we worked together. Maybe we went to school together. But that's it. I haven't had oh a lot of success. A...
1: my God.
0: Yeah. That's wild. Sarah, that was- I never really
1: thought about that. Yeah. One girl. And how many bars have we gone to? How many bars have S&P frequented in our lifetime?
0: I wonder if the reason behind that is that at the time when I met this particular girl, Regina.
1: Regina. (laughs) That was her name. I love the callback.
0: That was her name that we gave her a nickname. I think at that time- I was much more confident in, um, my sexuality that I think I remember we went to, um, an album release party and I wasn't going in with the the intention to like meet women at all. I think I I was literally just going to support a friend and I met this, I met Regina and that was the first time I was ever like, Whoa, I just met a girl at a bar. We were both like, you're cute. And we both ended up making out that night. And long story short, we ended up seeing each other for like a few months after that. And that's the first time I've ever had that happen to me in like a real life situation because prior to that, I was only going to bars and like meeting men.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think of of maybe a time you're forgetting that I was there. And I can't think of a single one, but I'm pretty honored that I was there for the one time it happened.
0: No, you were. And I, that's what's really funny to me. I think I always maybe wanted to meet women prior to that. But I think because at the time I still identified as bi and I was still open, I never was meeting girls. If I ever was into a girl during that time, it was always someone who I worked with or it was someone who there was probably like a a thing with, but like never, maybe nothing ever really took off. This was, this was like 2018, 2017, like a while ago. But uh, yeah, she was probably the first. And I mean, since then, 2019, I'd seen her for a few months, whatever. Then, then again, met someone in more of a real life situation, like through a work, whatever. So I, I'm actually like, I don't know. I think now we're in pandemic time, so it's different. But I haven't had experiences with meeting women at bars.
1: Yeah. So where would you say the majority of your meeting women experiences have happened? Through work?
0: Through like work, like working situations. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Cause I was working at a restaurant for a few years. Mm -hmm. And then other Mm -hmm. than that, maybe, maybe also through social media, which we can get into. Yeah. Yeah. Which we'll get into in a little bit, because I think that would actually be really like, I think for queer women, especially, I think you really can meet people through social media. If you're not into the apps.
1: What about at like parties? I'm just trying to think of the most obvious places where straight people meet each other.
0: Right, right.
1: And clearly bars are one of them. And then I feel like if we're not talking about apps, then parties and then work. Well, all this, obviously all the same places that queer people meet each other. But I'm just trying to figure out like where else. It's just strange to me that like I wonder why it was so hard to meet queer girls.
0: I really think a lot of it was because I wasn't sure about myself for a little bit. So like I said, and we've talked about this on other other episodes where I feel like, I think it was our community episode where I feel like I didn't surround myself with a lot of queer people because at the same time, it wasn't really top of mind for me. I was still like figuring it out. I was still, I'd be going out majority of the time with my straight friends, which included you. That's true. And we'd go out to bars. We'd go out to, let's say we go to track and field. We'd go to get well, whatever miss it um I would Sarah don't you feel like you would always see me with a guy like most of the time like if you'd see me I was like chatting up a dude which is fine I was doing that at the time because I was still figuring it out but I don't know I think like that there was still a lot of stuff I was repressing I, I don't think I had the confidence to be looking out for women at that time
1: yeah, and you might have just been in your comfort zone, right? Like, your comfort zone. And and it wasn't like we were going to bars and you were seeking out men to talk to. No matter what bar we went to, a guy would come over and talk to Persis. Like, it was almost inevitable. And so you're friendly and you'll talk back. And maybe he's cute, so you'll, you'll do a little, like, flirty flirt. But um, that was probably your comfort zone for so many years that you were like, okay, this is cool. And you probably really didn't even think twice about it. But if you had been consciously thinking about – you know, are there any girls here? And had that confidence in yourself, then maybe you would have just been a bit more on the prowl. Because I, I don't think it wasn't like you were seeking out men; you were they just came to you, and you were like, "All right, sure."
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I wasn't—I wasn't even thinking about it. I never went into a situation being like, "I need to meet a girl." It just happened to be at that one time at that show. It was at um, what's that bar called? It starts with a B. Yeah, it starts with a B. I don't know. I forget. I forget. I'm sad that I forget because it's such a cute bar. But that was the time it really just happened naturally for me. And I remember thinking during that time, like, that was the most excited I had ever felt about making out with someone at a bar that was just someone. <laughs> and then later I'm like, oh my God, it's probably because it was a girl, Persis. Like, obviously.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. You don't know anything at the time. Like, everything is – You don't know. Is, everything yeah. – hindsight's always twenty twenty. but
0: – To be fair, I think um, – Guys, I just spilled wine on my laptop. Hold on. Oh my. It's okay. I saved it.
1: I saved it. Are you sure? Are you yeah, sure? Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. It's good. It's good. It was only a little. It was
1: like a splash. Oh my God. Okay,
0: good. Um, I, guys, I if anyone needs to know, I have a really bad uh, history of spilling things on mm-hmm. technology. Water, tea, wine. Into my work laptop. And I've literally had a loaner laptop literally for a year, over a year because of that. Okay. Yeah. Queer, like, okay. Yeah. I think dating has in the past been a struggle for me for that reason. Or uh, when I was dating men at the time had been a struggle because like we had talked about before, I just wasn't feeling it to the point where it also wasn't really fair to them sometimes. I mean, I wouldn't let it go on for too long where I was like leading someone on, but it just wasn't enjoyable because I was just not a good person to date. If you were a dude, I was like,
1: uninterested, unavailable, <laughs> bored.
0: <laughs> yeah, uninterested for sure. And I feel like I definitely gave off those vibes like after a while, like maybe the first two times would have been like fine. But I even remember, I was, remember? So Sarah went on a trip for like a few, or for like a month.
1: Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it when they went to Spain or Italy?
0: Spain. Okay. Um. And I remember I- I had the whole apartment to myself. I was like alone for a significant amount of time. And I told Sarah later. So I was seeing a guy.
1: Wait, can I name him? Can I name him? Clay.
0: Okay. Clay. Clay Aiken.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was actually Clay Aiken.
0: And I remember thinking Clay meets all the criteria in my little purses checkbook. Good looking dude. Really kind. So nice. Nice. Funny, like he was just great. Like literally, there's nothing wrong yeah. with Clay. There yeah. was nothing wrong with Clay. Perfect guy. And he even had an accent. Yeah, he was Irish.
1: Irish. <laughs> Why did I say it like that? Yeah, he was Irish.
0: <laughs> he was Irish.
1: But yeah, he was cute too.
0: Yeah. And I still think he is, right? Um, but then but then, so I was I probably went on like, oh my god, like eight or nine dates with him. And later Sarah was telling me like I I think you came back from your trip and I was like, oh yeah, I've been like seeing this guy. And you were like, Persis, like what?
1: Yeah. I left when you were single and I came back and you had a boyfriend.
0: I didn't have a boyfriend.
1: (laughs) Okay. But you like dated a guy like seven times.
0: It was a long, it was like a period of time, but I think that was kind of my breaking point where I was like, Persis, like, no, like. This isn't working. This isn't working. And you're not, not that I was being, I was being nice to him, but I think he definitely knew something was up with me because. Um, obviously later I found out purse you're gay, but also like there was, I just didn't feel any of those things that I was like feeling with how I felt with Regina, even though the situation was so different. I just was like, no, something's, something's wrong. Like I, he checks all the boxes, but like, I can't get there with him. I want to be friends with this guy. I remember he came over to watch a movie with me at the apartment. We have the apartment to ourselves. Oh
1: oh, bound chicken wow
0: You would think it was gonna be like bound chicken wow but it wasn't. I was like, and obviously, ladies, gents, everyone. I'm not saying there's that expectation. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do if your if your body is just telling you no. You don't have to. You have boundaries, like no. But at that point, we were at. I remember him coming over and me having the intention and being excited for him to come over initially. I bought mm. a bunch of beers for us. I was so excited because we'd been mm-hmm. seeing each other for a while at that point. Right. When he came over and we sat down on the couch, we were cuddling. I was like, no, no.
1: When I hear you talk about these these experiences, it almost makes me like sad. Like I have like a sad emotion come out just thinking about putting myself in your shoes and, and genuinely trying so hard. Like genuinely really trying to meet meet that person and get to know them and develop feelings for them. And just the whole time knowing just in your gut, how like wrong it feels. Yeah. I'm not saying it's sad, but it makes me feel sad. Like I think I would have felt like very confused and and discouraged and just like wondering when something would click for me.
0: Oh, yeah. And a lot of the time it was interesting. I wasn't even thinking of my sexuality. I kept thinking, Persis, what is wrong with you? This guy is so nice. He's so nice, especially compared mm. to whatever happened with Regina and things that went down. I was like, why? Like, why can't you just like him? I wasn't even thinking like, Persis, are you gay? Well, yeah, because
1: once again, your comfort zone, right? You're in your comfort zone and you're just like, you're also just thinking if I date, it's just I haven't found the right guy yet or whatever. And by this time, you knew you were bi. So you were so you were thinking I haven't right, found the right guy or girl yet. But anytime you would... you were just saying like this guy is so nice and it reminded me that literally anytime you talked about a guy that you were having a thing with you would say they were nice that's how you would describe them and anytime you were talking about a girl that you were having a thing with nice like did not come up it was like she's so beautiful she's so interesting she's so funny like all these all these qualities that you were actually looking for in a partner but almost every guy you dated was like, he's so nice. He's like a really nice guy. I should give him another shot, <laughs> which isn't bad. You're trying You're trying to figure out like what the heck is going on. But I mean, the way you described them was a pretty telltale sign.
0: That's a really good point. <clears throat> I never used to have those like same, e- those same exciting feelings. It would always be like, yeah, they're really nice. Cool. But anytime it was a girl, like Sarah said, it was always very much like there was that factor. It was like, there was that thing that I was like, this person is like, yeah, I had those feelings. And like I said, it's not like every time that person is going to come over, I'm going to want to like do something with them. <clears throat> like sexually, obviously you can literally hang out and watch a movie. That's fine. But I think there's those like elements of just like even wanting them to be there and like cuddling with them or whatever it is. I remember with Clay, I kind of was like, I, I wouldn't be mad if you left. Like I wouldn't be mad if you were like, I got to go. But I've had instances with, with girls where I've been like, oh, I didn't want to leave. Yeah. or i didn't want you to leave.
1: Yeah, totally. And i think like those little gut feelings really tell us something. Like for me, i've i've had that gut feeling of like a guy i liked grabbing my hand for the first time and just my whole like just, just my whole body being like, "Oh my god, this is amazing." And or i'm so happy he did that or i feel happy like just a physical like sensation in your body that tells you whether you like something or you don't.
0: It does. And you, just, you just
1: weren't having that physical sensation. You just weren't.
0: I can confidently tell you I've never felt like I could have a girl hold my hand who I – let's say it's a girl I like and she holds my hand. Yeah. Electric waves are going through my body. I've never felt that with a man ever, ever. I've never had that sensation. Even when I was seeing Bobby. Yeah, it's crazy. So that's what – like, you know what? It takes time, guys. But I finally like got to that place eventually. And I'm happy. I'm happy I did. Cause now your girl is just being me. I'm being true to me. And I don't have to put myself through those situations that make Sarah sad. Even though you didn't have to be sad cause I was figuring it out, but. I
1: wasn't sad for you. I was imagining being in your shoes and I felt sad. I felt like, man, why don't I feel something? Like, oh, we're laying here cuddling. And I just, I just feel uncomfortable and I kind of want him to leave.
0: Oh, I felt that the amount of times I felt that with a man. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Even when um love these code names.
1: Okay, so even with Andrew?
0: Yeah, even with Andrew. Love the code names, guys. Andrew kind of even could sense it off me. He was like, "Do you want me to leave?" <laughs>
1: You were like, honestly, yes. Thank you for offering.
0: So mom and dad, I'm so sorry if you need to hear this portion of the episode, but whatever. You guys are my biggest fans. So you'll just listen anyway. (laughs) Love you guys. I was with Andrew. Uh, This was 2017. I remember just being like, yeah, it was casual. It was never going to be like him and I are going to be in a relationship. But I felt like, okay, you can leave now. And that's not me as a person. I'm very much a person who's like, no, like if you should stay if you want to stay. Like I would love to have Let's you hang out. So him and I are just like cuddling um, in my bed and he kind of looks at me and he goes, I feel like you want me to leave. Oh, and, oh my God. And I was like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and of course, let me guess what you said. No, no. No, I don't want you to leave. No.
0: I actually said, oh, the last subway like runs until um, – <laughs>
1: no, you didn't. No,
0: I did. I did. I did.
1: Good for you.
0: I did, I, cause I wasn't gonna lie. I kind of said like, I was like, no, it's not bad. I was just like, you know, I have an early. I really did. I actually get to work in the morning, um, and I said like, the last subway. Subway. I think it was like one thirty or whatever. That's I don't remember with COVID times anymore, but I think it's one thirty. Is one thirty yeah And he was just like, oh, and I could tell he got like weird. So then I was just like, but it's all good. I was like, it's all good. It's all good. We can like stay. You can stay. We can stay, LOL. You can stay.
1: Listen, all I know is that Andrew is like a kid now. And so God bless
0: him. Oh my God. No. And he's a nice guy. (laughs) Okay. Every time I say, every audience, every time Persis says he's a nice guy, take a shot. Take
1: a drink. This is a new drinking game. Every time Persis says... someone's a nice guy and then what about for me anytime I just like repeat something you say loudly into the microphone
0: take a drink take a drink okay Sarah but tell me about like your experiences with dating like how do you know if a guy's into you how do you approach a straight man at a bar I want to know the Sarah the Sarah story (laughs) okay how do you know if a guy's into you
1: I don't know if a guy's into me um that's a great question I feel like I have a pretty good radar for it. There's rarely been a time where I'm like surprised, where where someone says like, I don't know, they asked me out and I'm like surprised they did it. Like I had no idea that they had feelings for me or whatever it was. I think just like showing attention. Um, And I know that that sounds um, maybe kind of silly, but in my experience when it comes to straight situations – if a guy is showing you attention in any way, he probably is interested in some way. Um, if he's taking initiative to like talk to you, to make a joke, um, to be funny, to ask you a question, ask you questions, like just making a little bit more of an effort than like the guy next to him or whatever, he probably is into you. Um, just and that's another like we were talking about how. In queer relationships versus straight relationships, one of our previous episodes, we were talking about how uh, queer girls tend to stay friends after they're they're dating. So they'll stay friends with their ex. And I feel like, and I was saying that doesn't really happen in straight relationships like at all. And I feel like it's kind of the same thing. Like it's more rare for women and men to be, straight women and men to be friends, like just friends. So when a guy is making an effort, in any way he probably wants to be more than friends that's what i found yeah i feel like i feel like in my experience straight guys have been pretty forward i'm sure there were instances where like a straight guy was trying to come on to me and i didn't know but in my experience especially at bars they're just they're just forward they just come up start talking you're like i know what i know what's going down right now am i into you are you into me What's gonna happen from here?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's
1: pretty easy. That that's why, like, compared to your story, it's just so much. It's just like pretty black and white. I find
0: it is, and I think, I think that that is the struggle, right? Because it's like in a in society, it's a lot more normal for men and women to approach each other rather than if I wasn't at a gay bar. Let's just right. say I'm at, you know bangering. And maybe I wanted to talk to a cute girl. It's a lot scarier for me to approach a feminine woman. She could totally, totally. be gay, Sarah, but how would I know? Mm-hmm. Other than if maybe her and I somehow in your, in like, think about it. You're in a crowded bar. Maybe like, how are you two, like, how are we going to like, maybe have that? Are you gay? I'm gay. It's a little difficult.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's where the confidence comes from for straight people. If a straight guy sees a girl in a bar who he thinks is cute, he's not going to automatically assume that that girl's gay. He's going to automatically assume she's straight just because of society. So he's he's not going to be walking up to her being like, oh, I really hope she's straight. I really hope she's straight. It's just not going to be his first thought. And so then he has so much more confidence and just is more sure in his ability to potentially get a conversation started with this girl
0: agreed whereas I feel like yeah I've, I've never actually done that I've never had a situation where I've hit on a girl and she's been like oh I'm sorry I'm straight it's it's always it's always been me knowing first so like I said it's been very situational I've already known maybe this girl who I worked with or this girl who I was friends with whatever was into me or then the one time I met Regina we we actually just became friends just because of the situation like it was a very like uh we could actually talk at the bar and we were in a group and that's when I found out she was open. So I was like, Oh, okay. Now I can actually like shoot my shot because she's not straight.
1: But you know, what's funny is, so I think it's the, basically what I'm realizing right now is that it's kind of the complete opposite for straight people. So the times where I've been most confidently hit on, or when I have most confidently hit on someone else, have been in bars, like, pub- like concerts, you know, crowded, like public places, in work life or, fr- or friendships, like friend life, or, you know, just more structured environments. Those have been the times where it's been hardest to kind of know if a guy's into me, or or maybe I think a guy's into me, but I'm not quite sure um, because they're not being like super forward. So it's literally the opposite experience that you've had. In ba- in bars, you were meeting no one, but in work life and friend life, you were.
0: Yeah, because maybe it is that element of like that queer factor where like you get to know. You
1: have to get to know you have to get to know their story first before you can make a move, and for straight people. They're just going to make a move first and then get to know them.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And, okay, this is where I kind of wanted to get into social media a little bit because it's normalized now for us in, you know, we're in 2021 now, but as early as I want to even say, like, 2015. um, And then, obviously, (laughs) 2015, I feel like maybe started with, like, Tumblr, but getting into Instagram where people have actually been meeting their significant others through DMing them on Instagram or DMing them through any like TikTok in 2021. I feel like that's actually like a way for queer people to get to know each other because I've done it. I have. Um, for real. Like,
1: yeah, I, I believe you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I actually do think that's it's different in um, st- hetero relationships where it's like it's maybe more normalized for you to meet people on apps if you were single. But I actually feel like in queer relationships, it's very normalized to meet people through social media. So mm-hmm. I could reach out to someone if I relate to their YouTube channel or they could relate to me. I've reached out to people who maybe like I've seen their content and I'm like, oh, you're gay. You're so cute. Even if it's not me reaching out to them in the intention of dating them, it's like, let's just be friends. We can connect. That can work. It's very normalized. And I've even- yeah. I've seen that throughout the the year. And if something happens, it happens. It doesn't have to. You can become friends, obviously. But I've noticed that's a very normal thing in the community.
1: Yeah, I've actually noticed that as well. And I think that – I think the reason why it makes sense is because you're kind of reaching out to make that connection first that – also, what we were talking about in the queer relationships versus straight relationships episode, that connecting factor that you have when you when you go on a first date with a girl where you can talk about like your coming out experience and that adds like a buffer for you to get to know if you like each other and something that you can connect on as you further your relationship. Um, but I feel like it's the same thing with reaching out to someone on social media. You're doing it to like make that connection that like, hey, you're gay, I'm gay, like love your... Love your photos, whatever it is, and it's more of like a connection first and then you can see if there's like a little flirty something going on. Question for you. Do you feel more confident when you're reaching out to someone that you think is cute through social media or just walking up to them and talking to them in like in a bar or in person?
0: Hmm. Well, like I said, it's been so long since we've been like in a bar, but I'd probably maybe say through social media only because I could maybe tell from their social media profile if they're already queer or not. Whereas there are people... True. I In particular, I could even think about right now who I'm sure if I didn't know anything about them, didn't see their social media, would have seen them at a bar and maybe been like, oh, I'm not going to talk to them. Just, just, and you know what? Maybe if they were also giving me a vibe, sure, then I would. But it's not, it's very scary to walk up to a girl who could potentially be like, oh no i'm straight totally scary if i put
1: myself in your shoes once again and i'm walking up to a guy and i'm like i'm like i don't know if this guy is straight or or queer which is a thought that i should be having anyway because as we've talked about in our last episode it doesn't matter what you look like you queer people can look what like whatever they want to look like but i don't have that inherent fear because of societal norms and I would be scared shitless. I can tell you right now. I'm already scared to walk up to a guy who I think is cute. I basically don't do it because I'm so scared of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's scary in general. But I think that I wouldn't have that confidence if, like, without social media. Sometimes people might not even know that about me, right? Like, yeah, you look at my profile on my Instagram. You'll know in maybe like five seconds that this girl's queer. <laughs> yeah. For sure. But if maybe Definitely. like like we've talked about, if someone saw me at a bar and they didn't know any, they didn't know who I was. Maybe they wouldn't think I was gay
1: at all. But but think about this purse. I wonder how many girls, queer girls, have saw you at a bar and been like, oh my God, that girl is so cute and didn't come up and say anything to you because they thought maybe you were straight.
0: No, it's, think because, about they, that. it's because they uh, thought I was in a relationship with the redhead who had her arms wrapped around me. I mean,
1: I don't blame them we do look pretty cute together we would
0: we would look really cute and I feel
1: like because I'm so much taller than you it's a bit threatening it
0: is you're like I'm gonna smash you
1: like I might smash you
0: <laughs> I meant to say stomp but I said smash I, know.
1: I just went with the smash but isn't smash doesn't smash mean like hook up with them
0: yeah <laughs> same hey, same Sarah and I are open we don't care if that's, if, if, yeah.
1: that's right so but yeah true obviously they they saw that you were with your girlfriend so they didn't want to you know interfere but also just imagine how many of how many girls out there were like that girl cute but I'm not gonna go say hi to her because I don't know I'm I'm too scared maybe she won't be queer and meanwhile you would be like hey girl what's up
0: yeah yeah of course of course that's actually true and maybe who knows maybe we'll get to a point where it's like people will just feel more confident to do it because it'll be like I think we need to normalize. Like if I was to do that, let's just say. I obviously wouldn't just be like, hi, I like you. Or because I wouldn't know. Or hi, I think you're cute. But maybe you can sense a vibe off of someone. Hey, let me buy you a drink. And then you can like sense their vibe. Well, question for you.
1: So it's scary going up to a stranger, no matter whether you're straight or queer. It's scary to go up to a stranger and try to hit on them. That's just universal. What is the worst thing that would happen if you went up to a girl and you were like clearly flirting, like just being not super forward, but enough that it's like I'm clearly flirting. And then she had turned out to be straight.
0: That's no, fine. It's just, that's a part of life. I know. And I get it. It's just rejection. And you just. But
1: um, she wouldn't be rejecting, she wouldn't be rejecting you.
0: No, because it's her sexual orientation. So right. she's like, I'm just not into you.
1: So it's kind of the perfect scenario. You have nothing to lose.
0: You really don't have anything to lose because you're like, okay, I guess. Except
1: for your hopes and dreams.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of,
1: of dating that girl. And yeah, and then her, you're like, whatever. I'll,
0: I'll meet another. I'll meet another girl who's into girls. But um,
1: <laughs> no. Listen, I'm not. I'm not saying like you should just hit on everyone. I I guess I'm I'm speaking more to like societal pressures, and I'm wondering if there is like if there is a societal pressure I don't know about where you actually fear going to hit on a girl at a bar, for example, because of what might – maybe you get, I don't know, harassed or something. Maybe it's just the history. embarrassment.
0: Maybe it's the embarrassment factor.
1: Yeah. The, of of getting rejected?
0: Or maybe them being like, oh, my God. Because some, sometimes you can't predict how people react. Right. I, I know if I was a straight woman and I – like if I was straight, LOL. But if I was straight – if um, what a world that would be what a world, uh, if a gay woman came up to me or a queer woman, whatever hit on me, like, imagine if I reacted in like a b- bad way, I think like, maybe we need to normalize the fact that you just treat it as like any other situation. It doesn't have to be so much emphasis on the sexuality. It could just be like, Oh my God, you're gorgeous, but I'm sorry. I'm straight. Or I don't know. I guess sometimes it's like the scariness of like thinking how someone's going to react. And then you feel like embarrassed because you're still it's still vulnerable.
1: Yeah, I guess that was what I was trying to to get at was like I wonder if it's more than just rejection, that it's actually like I don't know if this person is going to react in a good way or a, a bad way. And I wonder, I would love to ask um a gay man about this. I wonder if it's even more scary for gay men. Like I wonder if the straight male reaction would be more intense and um, hateful than potentially a straight girl reaction. True. Um, you know what I mean? Because I feel like straight girls, if a if a girl hits on me, I don't know, it, girls are just nicer to each other, I guess.
0: Yeah. No, no, no. They are. They are. I I'm totally, to I, I think overall they are.
1: Just, I know. You know what I mean? Like, girl, it's just more likely that a girl would be like, oh, sorry, like I'm actually straight. And a guy would be like, are you trying to hit on me? You know no, what you're, saying? no, you're actually right. You're right. But uh, that's also a stereotype that I mean I'm not I'm not condoning that. I think that I'm sure that there's most guys would be like, oh sorry, man. I'm 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 not interested. But
0: I agree. I do think though, for the queer community in this day and age, if you're not into the apps, because I am someone who's not into the apps, I'll be so honest, I'm not. Why? I just laughed. I just did a little <laughs> chuckle. I was like You're like uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't know. I just think like, I just have a hard time on the apps. Yeah, like I j-
1: bringing up the apps really just gave you gave you like a discouraged vibe. And I just know you so well, babe. I know you like inside and out. And I can just tell from your energy, not even your face, just like the energy orbing around you when you're feeling just like a little discouraged.
0: I just know from my experiences, and I've always actually kind of stood by this, is that I've never been like an, a dating app, Person. Um, like I said, it's always been more in real life situations. I've met someone and we connected, and I was like, woohoo, amazing. Um, woohoo. That huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, was such a weird <laughs> noise. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day, guys. It's been a yeah, it's long been a long day. day. Um, but then I can say I've met people in social media through social media where it's sometimes it feels a little different. I don't know why, but it's sometimes it feels a little different because I think you can just see more of a person. And if they're also like reciprocating it with you, great. No, just dating apps. I've had like one successful uh, dating situation off a dating app and successful is like a little bit of a reach. It's just, I mean <laughs> it in a sense, I mean nothing against the girl, obviously. Um, I just mean it in a sense that we did see each other for like a month, but it just didn't work out. She ended up like getting back with her boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. But I remember that being a first time where I was like, oh, I actually did connect with this person on an app. Mm -hmm. But um, we also had mutual friends. So I don't know if that was like maybe a little bit of a connector as well. But anyway, I just, I'm not really an app person. I'm more of like, that's just been, if you can look at all my dating experiences, people I've met, it's always been through either social or through in real life situations
1: yeah same for me same for me and at the same time I feel like a lot of our queer friends are constantly meeting people on apps and I actually feel like apps have been a huge step forward for the queer community yeah no they have to meet each other and to connect um I'm not saying that it's bad that you don't like them because because I agree I'm I'm just not an app person either but I just noticed for our queer friends right they they I feel like they meet a lot of people on apps and it's just, and they also meet like friends on apps too.
0: Oh, I totally agree. And that's the thing. Like I, I don't want to hate on them because I know, like you said, apps can be great for other people. I don't know. It's good to use them. Use them. You're, you're meeting real people. There's real people on these apps. Hopefully most of the time they're not going to be like catfish. You never Um, know. You never know. But, uh, no, it's good to have faith and keep trying. I just think if I'm thinking of like my pattern or thinking of just like my life, I just, If I had been a person who had been like, oh yeah, I've had all these successful things from apps or I even became friends with people from apps. No, I have become friends with people through social media. Um, Even through like a dating situation, you can still stay friends with them. I can't really tell you anyone I've stayed friends with like through an app.
1: So if I were to ask you, Perth, how do you date if you ain't straight? What would your response be?
0: (laughs) I would say, this is how you do it. (laughs) Tell them. I think classes in session Class in session. Okay. So I would, I would name the options. Like I think just one, one of them is just, first of all, I know this sounds a little cliche, but I think you need to, first of all, like be confident in yourself and be confident in you love yourself love and yourself. Know, know what you have to offer as a person. And I would really say like use social media. That would probably be like my, my number one piece of advice for some wow. reason. I really do feel like that is a good connector.
1: So you would say be confident, um, love yourself, do the work to love yourself first, and then put yourself out there for others that you think are cutie pies.
0: That, are, that you think are you, cutie pies and that also like are... Actually queer. Yes. every Everyone, if I'm going to... My number one piece of advice is like make sure they're queer.
1: <laughs> Just like do that first. I would say maybe step one. Step one, love yourself. Step two, make sure they're queer. Step three, the world's your oyster, baby.
0: That is amazing advice.
1: And then you say go on social media, use social media, anything else? I think our listeners are really going to like want your advice. That's why I'm I'm like, what else?
0: Well, okay. If I'm not going to say – so if we're still staying away from the apps, then what I would actually say is then go to a gay bar.
1: Yeah. Go to Queer Spaces.
0: Yeah. Go to Safe Queer Spaces and – own it. I think it's one of those situations where don't look at it because I've done this in the past. Don't look at you hitting on someone as a situation. Like, are they straight? Just look at it as like, I'm hitting on a person. Maybe they'll be into me. Maybe they won't. Like kind of Sarah said, what's the worst that can happen? They might just say no, but maybe own that. Maybe be like, if you eye someone across the bar, don't think, are they gay? Just be like, I like you. They're cute. I think
1: they're cute. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a great a great point about queer bars and queer spaces. You're just going to have an extra layer of confidence because probably the people there are also queer. It's not for sure, but it's a it's a definite possibility. So you can just have a bit more confidence. And so maybe that's where you start to build up some of your confidence, right? And then when you go to just non-queer bars, you can bring that confidence with you. Mm-hmm. Okay, just to speak to that point that you were just saying, Purse, um, about putting yourself out there and not thinking so much about it, we actually had a listener who emailed us And this listener um, was like, I have a huge crush on this girl, like massive crush. One time in fifth grade, she says she likes me, but that was a long time ago and I still like her and I don't know if she still feels that way and I just don't know what to do. Do I ask her? What if she says no? Like I'll die if she says No. Okay, the the listener didn't actually say that. I just ad-libbed there. Um, but they are the, so dramatic. Uh, me and P gave her some dating advice, <laughs> which we are not solicited to give, but we still we got to we got to do it for the people. And we were basically like, you know, go for it, be confident like no no like trust your gut trust your intuition you really like this girl and you want to see if something can go somewhere just like do it ask her and the worst that happens is she says no and you can move on from there and anyway she emailed us back and she was like it worked like we're dating yeah <laughs> we were it like what best. it was the best response it ever was the best and we were like should we just give dating advice as a job
0: it was so, it was such a quick response too. She was like, oh my God, thank you for applying. We're together now, by the way. Thank yeah. you. I was like, what? I was like, pardon? Pardonnez-moi? Pardonnez-moi, je m'appelle Sarah et...
1: Oh! <laughs> in case she didn't know her names, she, she had to know them in French. Honestly, it was amazing. And that's the power of what happens when you have confidence in yourself and you just go for it, guys. Go for it. And you know what? If anyone's wondering how to date if you are straight... It's the exact same advice, you guys. Love yourself first. Feel the confidence in yourself. Know what you are worth and what you need and what you want.
0: And then go out there and find it. It, That is great. It's actually great advice because it is all the same. There's actually not really – when we boil it down, like society has made it feel like it's so separate and different and for us to have all these nerves. But it's 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 the same. It's the same.
1: It's the same. And and we both have issues – And sometimes they're opposite issues like what we were talking about with like how I can meet guys in bars easily but you couldn't meet girls. But I had trouble meeting guys like at work and you didn't. So we all have the same types of issues but maybe they're just in different environments. But we're all dealing with the same struggles and we're all dealing with the same triumphs as well. And love is the same no matter what.
0: Love is love, baby.
1: And dating is so fun. I love first dates. I just have to say that. Oh my god. They're the best. I miss... First dates and first kisses. When you when you go on that first date, have that first kiss, first even first like touch, like you know, what what even brushing shoulders, like it. Those moments literally remind you that you're a living, breathing person. You know what I mean? We can get so caught up in the mundane aspects of life and going from day to day, and when you when there's like an electric current going through your body and you're feeling like all your feelings are heightened. It just like it, your heart your heart rate literally increases and it just reminds you like i'm i'm living right now it really grounds you and it makes you more present
0: oh my god it does and those feelings are the best
1: but the trick is to find someone that still gives you those feelings every now and then
0: of course no no no. i think that's important but that's the thing i would never i can't like settle when i do like someone i feel like that those feelings do end up being long term it's never like I, i was so quick and i was over them in a second
1: Oh, for sure. For sure. I'm just thinking about my relationship and I'm like, it's been almost two years now. And like, it's like those first, those first time feelings are long gone. Those are gone, 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 gone. But that's okay because new feelings have taken their place that are really like interesting and um, amazing in their own right. But then also every now and then you get those like first, first time feelings again. They come in when you least expect it and you're like, okay, like, hell yeah. Like this is good. This feels good.
0: Well, that's important. And that's, I think when you don't have those, I think that's like a bigger um, look into a relationship where you're kind of like, are we really like good together? Like maybe we're just not vibing anymore. Yeah. It's not, it's not fell out of love or whatever. So I want to talk to you about relationship deal breakers. Okay. So guys, I'm introducing, I'm leading this episode, so I wanted to introduce a fun game for Sarah and I to talk about called Relationship Deal Breakers, and Sarah and I are going to talk about if we would go for it if we're, or if it's like a hell nah, and Sarah doesn't know what these are.
1: Ooh, okay, I'm excited.
0: This is just like a little fun break in the episode with dating in general.
1: Love it. Let's go.
0: Okay. Sarah. Yeah. Is this a deal breaker for you? Okay. Imagine falling in love with someone and finding out they stand up in the aisle as soon as the plane lands.
1: Uh, not a deal breaker.
0: It's not a deal breaker for I'd me be,
1: either. I'd be embarrassed, but I guess. I don't know. I, 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 no, I've never – have I done that before? Maybe. <laughs> okay, I don't – I I might have potentially done that before. Just if, I, if I'm if i at the front, you know, and I'm already in the aisle, I sh- I'll stand up, you know? Or are they saying, like, before the captain turns the seatbelt signs off? Yeah. Oh no, I've never done that. It would be annoy it would be annoying, but definitely not a deal breaker.
0: I don't think it's a deal breaker.
1: No, I'd be like, okay, okay, you're being an idiot, but I still love you.
0: Okay. Imagine falling in love with someone and finding out they argue in celebrities' Instagram comments with people they don't know.
1: Like ongoing, like it's a regular occurrence.
0: Yeah. They con they constantly do that. That might be a deal breaker. That would be a deal breaker for me as well. Because I'd be like, you really are wasting your time on this and stuff.
1: you're detached from reality. That that one feels a bit more like, yeah, you're detached from reality a little bit. Ooh, I like this game. It's
0: fun, right? Okay. Um,
1: Just passing judgment on people. That's, that's literally what this game is.
0: Imagine, I'm going to say I don't care about this. Imagine you're finding your soulmate and discovering he or she is a pen clicker.
1: No, definitely don't care about that. I'm a pen clicker.
0: Imagine finding your soulmate and then discovering they say I, ah after drinking something they sigh like ah.
1: not a deal breaker at all you you sigh with that with that drink my man
0: can you imagine falling in love with someone who doesn't know that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell <laughs> deal breaker, <laughs> deal, breaker. <That's laughs> a
1: deal breaker bitch <laughs> okay that one was funny good job cosmo would this be a deal breaker You, she is your dream girl. Just picture your dream girl right now. And you're like, this is it. Like, this is who I'm going to spend the rest of my life with.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: But she's an anti-masker.
0: Sarah, then she wouldn't be my dream girl.
1: No, person. Because she doesn't believe in science. She doesn't believe in science.
0: No, this is the game. This is the
1: game. It is your dream girl. But... She's also an anti-masker.
0: What if she's an a- Okay. No, she's an anti-masker. I couldn't do it because okay, then you're so just being breaker. selfish. Okay. You're being selfish. Yeah. Anyone who's like anti-masker, hell no. No. Because this is also like, yeah, maybe you don't like wearing a mask, but that doesn't mean you're an anti-masker. It's like, if you're like, I'm not wearing a mask because-
1: Like she fuck. goes to the rallies and stuff.
0: No. Girl. No. No. But she's your dream- girl no i would i would see her in a different light i can't she could nice. be nice i got you she could be my dream girl in every way but then i'd be like if you're an anti-masker i'd literally be scared and be like you're gonna give me and my family coronavirus yeah i talk to you never <laughs> no i wouldn't do that
1: okay good game i loved that it was fun
0: would you ever date an anti-masker no okay good that was a test
1: We're back, baby, with In Case You Missed It. If you've been listening to Girl on Girl, you already know what In Case You Missed It is. But if you haven't, Persis, give them a little taste.
0: That is when we like to give you guys a little fast fact about the pop Mm. culture world. What is happening? Mm -hmm.
1: What is happening? That's a great question just for life in general. What the hell is happening?
0: Agreed. So, Sarah, I actually wanted to mention this because I think we were a little late to the game and Girl on Girl does not like to be late.
1: No, we we don't. Mm-mm. In Ooh. anything,
0: in anything. Definitely not
1: with my period.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't have to worry about that. Teehee. <laughs> straight joke. Does anyone – is anyone straight who listens to the, po- the podcast?
1: I, I actually would love to know. If you're – if you listen to the podcast and you identify as straight, let us know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sarah needs her people.
1: <laughs> I'm just curious, like, how many people are – I want to know genuinely how many straight people are listening to learn more about the queer community. That's what I want to know.
0: Agreed. Agreed. We would love to know that. So let us know. We would love to. Yeah. So in in, um, light of Sarah's comment, I'm just curious, is it serious?
1: I mean, what I need, what I need, what I need is for you to be sure.
0: Nah, nah, nah. Good song. (laughs) Okay, so we wanted to announce as girl on girl, we've never mentioned lesbian Jesus on this podcast. So now it's about time that we mention lesbian Jesus. It's crazy, she... yeah. It actually is crazy, mm-hmm. and she goes by. Wait,
1: Persis. I'm sorry. We have mentioned lesbian Jesus, guys. Back me up, if anyone's listened to every second of this podcast. I remember you saying something about lesbian Jesus, and me being like. Oh, that's Haley Kiyoko, right? Oh, oh.
0: Don't you think? Did it happen? It did. Sorry. I have a really terrible memory, Sarah. But did it? Yeah, it did. It did. It did. Haley Kiyoko, also goes by Lesbian Jesus, dropped her new single a few weeks ago called Found My Friends, and it's available on Spotify, Apple, anywhere you can get playlist. I mean, songs by <laughs> artists, but also playlists.
1: That's right. She's probably on a bunch of playlists.
0: She is. And actually, um, just last night, I saw that Fletcher tweeted, What if I was hypothetically writing a song with Haley Kiyoko? Hypothetically.
1: Oh boy.
0: Oh boy, baby.
1: Did the gay girl community just absolutely implode on itself?
0: Yes, they truly, truly did. Yeah. I wanted us to announce that. I think the song's great. I actually listened to it a few days ago.
1: Yeah, I like it too. It's good.
0: I was going to say, I think Haley does an excellent job of like representing the lesbian community. She writes songs about loving women. She's so candid, she's always been so open. And I just wanna say that I appreciate her being a voice in the music community, we need that.
1: Yeah, wasn't her first song, her first big song called like Girls Like Girls or something
0: like that? It was, yes, oh God, yeah, Girls Like Girls.
1: Yeah, so came right out of the gate. Well, I don't know if that was a first hit, but I think it was one of the first ones that kinda got big.
0: I want to Google what <laughs> what words. I want to Google what Hayley Kyoko's very first hit song was. Fact check. Oh, she. Be, okay, Haley Kyoko first hit song. This is what happens when I googled it. A Bell to Remember. She began to establish herself as a solo artist with her debut single A Bell to Remember, and debut single of the same name. However, it was her EP The Side of Paradise that proved to be Kiyoko's breakthrough with the help of the evocative single and LGBT anthem Girls Like Girls. Oh, okay,
1: love that. Um, yeah, I remember watching that video and it was, it was a really, I think that was a really, really important music video and song for queer girls, especially queer girls who were like growing up, kind of going through that phase where they're figuring stuff out. I think it just was like iconic, obviously, but like monumental.
0: Agreed. Agreed. And I definitely related to that. And I would have needed to see that when I was growing up, you know, I was a little bit later when I saw that, but I could only imagine if I was like a teenager, Watching Hayley Kiyoko, I would have been, like, ecstatic.
1: Yeah, and she's cool. I don't know what it is about her. She feels like an unlikely pop star to me, kind of like Billie Eilish. Like, um, so talented. And you wonder, like, how, um, how they broke through because they had – both of those – like, those types of artists have to, like, face a lot of barriers that stop them from being, like, pop artists. And – Haley Kyoko has, like, really carved her own path um, in pop music, mm-hmm. um, which I think is a really interesting little pocket that she holds on to. It's not, like, pop, pop, pop. It's But it's also, like, this niche thing almost. It's kind of hard to explain.
0: I agree. It It is very niche. And I feel like she kind of was, like, the trailblazer in that situation.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I feel like who came after... Who came after Haley Kiyoko, do you think? Like, Fletcher, obviously.
0: Even Kehlani. Yeah, that's true. So many people. Even, yeah. like, the internet with Sid. Um, yep. I feel like just Haley Kiyoko was kind of, like, the gay girl pop star.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and we I have think- Chelsea
0: Cutler. Like, yep. he- yeah, totally.
1: And it, I just think it's cool that not only is she queer, but she's Asian and – I just think she's representing a lot. She started representing a lot when people weren't representing a lot yet, if that makes sense. And then and then everyone kind of just followed suit. That's what it feels like. But still, she's not world-known. Like Kyoko is not a is not a world class like pop star. Um so I think it's she still has this kind of like um
0: relatability.
1: Ma- yeah, exactly. She's approachable because they actually have the opportunities to show what they can do, one, and then reach an audience.
0: Yep. Yep. I agree. Thank God. Thank God. And it's just getting better.
1: It'll keep getting better, I hope.
0: Mm, I think it will. Well, what are your favorite songs by Haley?
1: I have to say, I think what I need um I remember you like loving that song when it first came out and you would play it all the time and I love I there were songs that you would play all the time that I would be like oh my god I, I can't listen to this anymore and that one I never got sick of and I would play it just on my own time it was a really fun one
0: yeah I think what I need is a top for me but I also really like feelings by Haley Kiko yeah that
1: was good her outfits are always so good, her fashion sense. And she's like a cool mix of androgynous and femme presenting or STEM, STEM. Right? She's a STEM. I think Haley's very much STEM vibes. I'm so happy I know the slang.
0: Yeah, look at you. This is what happens when you join, when you when you have a queer podcast. <laughs>
1: this is what happens when you talk about queerness every week on a podcast. Yeah,
0: it's true. It's true. You learn. You learn things.
1: Well, we love Haley Kyoko and we're so sorry that we haven't really talked about her, but she's been in our hearts this whole time.
0: Love you, Hila Kyoko. Love you.
1: And go listen to Found My Friends.
0: Yes, go listen. Stream it. Stream it. Support.
1: Should we play it as we dance out of this podcast episode?
0: Absolutely. Love you, P. Love you, S. Thank you so much for chatting with me. Always. And I will talk to you next week. Next week? (laughs) Wow. I I
1: literally thought you froze. I'll talk to you next week, bitch. (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye.